Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dr. Ron Sr. with the Dr. Well Ron Wellness Hour here on Block Talk Radio. I want to thank all of our new listeners and uh, welcome you to call into the show at 347-989-8899. We're brought to you by Lipolite Naples at 1575 Pine Ridge Road, Suite Number 6 in Naples, Florida. The phone number for Lipolite Naples is 239-331-5886. And at Lipolite Naples, you will uh, find a full chiropractic uh, center, uh, slimming, shaping, and toning, hair removal, uh, a neuropathy center uh, for patients with diabetic neuropathy and or spinal neuropathy, uh, a functional medicine section uh, to help you with your endocrine problems uh, in a functional way uh, with supplements, uh, and saliva testing, and uh, Lipolite Naples is uh, associated with the European Spa, which is next door, uh, for detoxification and massage and relaxation. And uh, on Thursday, Dr. Ron uh, put out a teaser, and he's getting closer to announce a major addition to Lipolite Naples, uh, and we'll save that for our Thursday show. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're here on Tuesday evenings at 7 o'clock and on Thursday afternoons at 1. And I want to thank you for joining us. We've talked about uh, detoxification uh, and how it's important to drink adequate amounts of water. We told you, you know, a a formula using apple cider vinegar and turmeric. But don't forget that you need also to detox your negative thoughts. Don't accept, <coughs> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, don't accept people's heart, hurtful words about what you can't do and what you can't become and that you aren't as smart as someone else. Don't allow those lies to take root. You are not who other people say you are. You are who God says you are. And he says, you're talented, you're creative, you're anointed, you're strong, you're determined, you're confident. You're a victor, not a victim. Words from Joel Olstein, book every day a Friday. So, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, take charge of your own life. Be positive about what you want to do. You're here for a reason. And be grateful and, gra- and have gratitude. And remember, every setback is a setup for a comeback. So if you're sick and tired of doing something, there's a reason for it. And when you come back from that uh, situation, you will be better uh, than when you went into it. So while we're on this subject, uh, let's just uh, talk about uh, 
our golden years. And uh, what we have to look forward to before we get into tonight's subject matter of the statin drugs and the new drug that's uh, already out that's going to be costing about ten to $14,000 a year for some of our lucky, lucky, lucky patients out there. Either those that can afford it or they'll have great, uh, great, great insurance. So as you get older, uh, just lead a great life. And remember, number one, it's time to use the money you have saved up. Use it and enjoy it. Just don't keep it. For those who may have no notion of the sacrifices you made to get it. Number two, ladies and gentlemen, stop worrying about your financial situation uh, of your children and your grandchildren, and don't feel bad spending your money on yourself. Number three, keep a healthy life without great physical effort. Do moderate exercise like walking every day. Eat well and get get your sleep. Really important. You don't have to do high-intensity exercises, uh, you, but you do need to, uh, to stay active because running water does not freeze. Number four, always buy the best, most beautiful items for your significant other. Uh, you'll have great joy in doing that. Don't stress out over the little things. You've already overcome so much in your life. You have good memories, you have bad ones, but the important thing is the present. Don't let the past drag you down. Don't let the future frighten you. Feel good in the now. Small issues will soon be forgotten. You need to practice that every day, especially for those who get hung up on, on certain issues. Regardless of age, always keep love alive. Love your partner, love life, and love your family, and love your neighbor. And remember, quote, a man is not old as long as he has intelligence and affection, unquote. Be proud both inside and out. Don't stop going to your hairdresser or barber, get your nails done, go to your dermatologist and your dentist. You know, keep yourself looking and feeling good. Don't lose sight of fashion trends. Keep your own sense of style. There's nothing nothing worse than an older person trying to wear the current fashion among youngsters. Always stay up to date. Read newspapers, watch the news, go online, read what other people are saying. Respect the younger generation, though, and their opinions. They may not have the same ideas as you and I, but they are the future and will take the world in their direction. Give advice, but not criticism, and try to remind them of yesterday's wisdom. And, hey, you know what? It still applies today. And we'll stop here at number 11 for now. Never use the phrase, in my time... You know what? Your time is now. As long as you're alive, you are part of this time. You may have been younger, but you are still you now. Have fun and enjoy life. So we have a few more of those we'll get to later in the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, how is everybody this this beautiful day? The rain is... Uh, that up here in southwest Florida, which we're glad to see. I think it's still a little bit up in the northern, northwestern part of Florida, in the Tampa area. We do pray for you guys, but down here we're, we're, we're doing pretty good today. So let's just, let me just give you an update about formaldehyde. You know what formaldehyde is, ladies and gentlemen? It's what they use to uh, embalm 
and you won't find it on any of the food labels in your kitchen cabinets or your refrigerator. But that doesn't mean this toxic ingredient isn't there. Every time you take a bite of breakfast cereal or that microwavable TV dinner, you might be getting a mouthful of this formaldehyde. And as I said, it's the same formaldehyde used in funeral homes to preserve dead bodies. And the one that we've known for years to cause cancer. But I want to tell you about a new study that claims we are being poisoned by genetically modified foods. You'll see the name, the the initials GMO. And one of the most popular GMOs on the market may be soaked in dangerous levels of poisonous formaldehyde that could leave you sick or worse. For years, companies like Monsanto have claimed that their GMO crops are just as safe as natural as, as the corn, soy, and wheat American farmers have been planting for generations. They even so, uh, sold that tall tale to the government, and years ago the FDA ruled that GMO crops were substantially equivalent to non-GMO crops, even though they've never been tested for safety. Of course, getting one of Monsanto's lawyers appointed to a key FDA post uh, that wasn't such a bad idea and probably helped. But the more research that pours in on these GMO frankenfoods, we're all eating, the more concerned we have to be. In a study just published in Agricultural Sciences, MIT-trained biologist Dr. V.A. Shiva Avradavi found the smoking gun that dangerous levels of cancer-causing formaldehyde are building up in GMO soy. And that's a major health problem because 94% of the soy grown in the United States is GMO. It's used in baby formula. It's added as a cheap filler to literally hundreds of processed food products sitting in your supermarket and kitchen right now. So using a new technology that analyzed 6,497 laboratory experiments done at 184 scientific institutions all over the world, Dr. Idari found that genetic engineering seems to interfere with the soy plant's natural stress response. That causes formaldehyde to build up, all the while the plant becomes depleted in something called glutathione. And those of you that uh, are into health, health food and read about uh, supplements, you know that glutathione is a tremendous antioxidant that your body uses to fight disease. Formaldehyde is known as a class one carcinogen, said Dr. Ray Seidler, a former senior scientist with the EPA. Quote, its elevated presence in GMO soybeans deserves immediate attention and actions from the FDA and the Obama administration, unquote. Well, good luck with that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We've been told uh, before the World Health Organization recently declared that the wheat killer Roundup using GMO crops like soy probably causes cancer. But what have we done about it? What has anybody done about it? So the House just passed a bill nicknamed the Deny Americans the Right to Know Act that could prevent GMO labeling forever, even though they're now under attack from GMO giants and their media friends, scientists like Seidler and Aradari 
say this latest study shows why it's important for all of us to know what we're eating. And it calls into question the whole process the FDA uses to declare GMOs substantially equivalent to non-GMOs. That's because the FDA is using criteria like how the food looks and smells, but it is but isn't testing for harmful, harmful chemicals like formaldehyde that could kill us. It's a standard that feels a lot more like it was written by Monsanto and not by a concerned government scientist trying to protect us. So what should we do? Well, you could try to really just buy only certified organic products. Check for the non-GMO project seal on the label. Check the ingredients of any food you buy to make sure a product contains no soy. Keep in mind that if the food is not organic and does not carry a non-GMO project seal, you can practically guarantee that the soy on the label is GMO. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to be a downer to start the show because I do want you to detox your mind. I want you to have a nice positive attitude because people who live to 100 years of age and more do have a good positive attitude. Uh, they, they sleep well at night. But, you know, knowledge is power. And uh, if you know about soy and formaldehyde, why would you want to take into your system formaldehyde? I mean, incredible, just incredible stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do here on the Tuesday nights is bring you some information uh, about what's going on in the world that maybe you don't hear about on other radio stations and other health radio stations. All right, so where are we going from here? Well, we have some specials going on at the office uh for slimming, shaping, and toning, if you're coming to Southwest Florida, uh, you might want to stop in for some treatments. Uh, we have patients that lose one to two inches after one treatment around their waist and get into their bikini. Let's take a quick time out. Mary, you look amazing. How did you get your stomach and thighs so slim and toned? And no more saddlebags? I've been exercising and did really well on my weight loss program, but I don't think I'll ever be able to reduce these trouble spots. Want to know my secret? Lipolite Naples. They use safe LED lights to shrink fat cells. There's no freezing, no burning, no bruising, and best of all, no pain and no downtime. Wow, that sounds great. But does it really work? Well, Katie, how am I looking in my new two-piece? Call Lipolite Naples and you'll be back in those skinny jeans in no time. Lipolite Naples is a safe and effective alternative to surgical liposuction. There's no sucking, ripping, or tearing fat tissue. Just natural shrinking of the fat cells, like a grape to a raisin. And the treatments feel great. To see patient results, visit LipolightNaples.com. Call Lipolite Naples today to schedule your free consultation. 331-5886. Plus, this month only, receive $100 off the purchase of a package. Call now. 331-5886. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mary, you look amazing. 886 5886 uh, And if you haven't visited com, that's L-I-G-H-T, lipolightnables.com, and downloaded your free ebook, you're welcome to go there. And uh, follow us on Facebook, Naples. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think is the next billion-dollar medication? We know that statin drugs 
sell somewhere around sixty billion a year, and they only have a three percent effective rate, and probably and and therefore a ninety-seven percent ineffective rate. And we'll go into that a little later. But let me just tell you about this next billion-dollar cholesterol medication, and you can check out uh, the FDA approved this, and they approved it without letting the drug companies complete their clinical studies. So they could, they'll could be just months away from showing up in the uh, pharmacies around you. And they're injectable, and they're called PCSK9 blockers. And they could be robbing you, not of the dollars so much, which is incredible because it's going to be ten to $14,000 a year, but you know what it could be robbing you of, ladies and gentlemen, your most treasured possession, your mind. The clinical trials for these frightening new drugs prove that patients were paying a terrible price for lowering their cholesterol. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, your brain is awash in cholesterol, a price that included delirium, dementia, dementia, and maybe losing forever the ability to recognize the faces of their children and grandchildren. A key FDA panel recently had a chance to put a stop to these PCSK9 blockers, but instead, what did they do? They chose to make countless Americans lab rats in a two-year genetic experiment, one that could leave your brain in tatters. Blockers are being called statins on steroids, but the way they work may be more dangerous than any cholesterol medication big pharmaceutical companies have ever The drugs are injected into your bloodstream and actually interfere with a key gene that's responsible for regulating cholesterol in your body. And if letting the drug companies play nutty professor with your DNA sounds worrisome, you haven't heard half of it. These medications are promising to drop your cholesterol to levels that are unheard of and that may be actually incredibly hazardous. Let's take that in. Cholesterol levels that are too low are bad for your heart and can wreak havoc on your brain. And in the clinical trials, these blockers uh, made by two drug companies that will be out soon, they damage the patient's brains and it was already becoming apparent in these studies. Researchers from John Hopkins crunched the clinical data and found that in one trial, patients were three times as likely to suffer serious cognitive problems, and in another, they were more than twice as likely to suffer cognitive problems. And these cognitive problems included delirium, amnesia, difficulty in thinking and reasoning, and even even the worst, dementia. That was after a follow-up period of several months. But keep in mind that the drug companies want you staying on these medications for years, maybe even the rest of your life. The brain problems suffered by people on PCSK9 blockers were so alarming that last year the FDA did something shockingly out of character. It actually sent a letter to the companies developing these drugs a warning, warning them of the neurocognitive adverse effects. 
But instead of demanding a halt to the trials or keeping the PCS blockers out of the market, the FDA did something that unfortunately is not out of character. An advisory panel recently gave Verapatha and Proluent the green light while allowing the drug companies two full years more to conduct these follow-up studies on whether the medications harm your brain or whether they can even reduce heart attacks and strokes for that matter. Patients will be given memory tests during these follow-up trials. But the researchers from John Hopkins are already raising concerns about how objective these results will be reported. And guess what? He won't know till 2017 the full risk of PCSK9 blockers, but the FDA will have the opportunity to approve the drugs as soon as late summer. In fact, they were just approved. When these drugs hit the market and were flooded with round-the-clock commercials, remember the names Rapatha and Praluet, and stay as far from these as possible because you know no risk to your brain is acceptable, and the pharmaceutical company should know that too. Dementia is not an acceptable risk. So out of, out of Maryland came the re, uh, press release that <clears throat> earlier today the drug, which is delivered via subcutaneous injection, it was recommended for approval, uh, but uh, they would have two years till December of 2017 to uh, do the final study. And um, look at all the secondary uh, side effects of this drug. What can I tell you? I, I really don't have an explanation for it. I just want to report on it that you know about these BCSK9 blockers, and please stay away from them. The, the cholesterol will be tied up inside the cell, and your body really does need cholesterol, and low cholesterol is associated with stroke, heart attacks, and cancer, and, and dementia. And you know, when Dr. Ron and I started this uh, internet radio program over two years ago, we were concerned with obesity and dementia. And that's bad enough. That's a 33% increase if you're obese. But now you have statin drugs causing dementia. And you have the, the statins that are already available that are only that are hardly effective. And you have the new one that's injectable. So the drug companies want to try to try to have it both ways. I'll tell you what I mean by that. Up until now, they have denied the muscle pains, the diabetes, the cataracts, the dementia of the statin drugs. But now, in order to get the drug companies to pay this exorbitant fee for these new drugs, they're coming up with a program to say that to prove that patients can't take statins because of the side effects. So now they're saying, well, if you have muscle pains and, uh, and you have dementia, whatever, you have diabetes, maybe you shouldn't. You should get off the statins and take the new drugs. So they are trying to get it both ways. And uh, if history uh, tells us anything, they will. All right, so let's take a break and just remember we've talked about statins increasing diabetes risk. We've talked about proton pump inhibitors causing heart attacks. We've talked uh, about NSII, the non-steroidal NS inflammatory agents and as the, the ibuprofens and so forth. 
causing heart attacks. And about a year ago, I told you about the ZPAC, Zithromycin causing heart attacks. Please keep that in mind. This past Thursday, I reminded you that kale is a sponge for thallium. Please keep that in mind because you have that healthy kale salad. And as always, I keep reminding you to have your vitamin D level checked and and keep it above the functional range, which just means more than 50. And just let me give you one last warning about NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. When you mix an NSAID with a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, in other words, an antidepressant, Guess what? Anybody. You can get an aneurysm. Is this incredible? A brain bleed, these two drugs. Um, It's a dangerous mix, these SSRIs and NSAID painkillers, such as aspirin, ibuprofen, naproxen. You know, we all know they can cause bleeding in your gut and heart attacks. Now, But when these two join forces, they can cause bleeding somewhere else. And as I just said, that's right in your brain. And the, the research finds that taking these medications together will increase your risk of brain hemorrhage. Guess what? Anybody have an idea? By 60%. So what can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen? I'm just trying to bring you the information want you to act on it and uh, just be you know be be educated uh, don't take anybody's word for it uh, just remember that your doctor uh, was trained by the drug companies and most doctors if you tell them about the statins drugs they won't believe you and if you point out the research or say oh, I'm going to do it anyway very expensive to have patients on statin drugs, A, just for the price of the drug itself, and B, for the side effects that could be that could last you forever. I've had two personal friends and one relative right now that have had muscle atrophy from the statin drugs. Uh, one was thought to have a, a stroke, and it wasn't a stroke, it was the statin drugs that cause her to fall and lose control of her legs. Another dear friend of mine, uh, a physician a colleague, uh, permanently lost 50% of the muscle mass in his legs from statin drugs. This is not. This is really serious stuff, and uh, we have to be uh, aware of it. All right, so. You know, vegetarians, you have a problem, too. We'll get into that. You know, you're missing out on a lot of important nutrients. Uh, But what can I tell you? We'll get into that because that's more of a religion than science. Uh, Vegetarians don't want to believe the science. Uh, They say, I believe I'm doing good. And once you say, I believe, it's over. So how many people over age 40 are taking a statin drug right now? One in four, ladies and gentlemen, one in four, 25% of people over the age of 40 are taking a statin drug under the illusion that it will decrease their risk for heart disease. I just happened to hear Dr. David Diamond, who's a neuroscientist with a PhD in biology and professor of psychology and molecular pharmacology and physiology at the University of South Florida, and a research career scientist at Tampa VA Hospital. 
So he did a in-depth investigation of diet and statins as a result of having to address issues with his own health, and his conclusions are very different from the status quo that is now medicine in the United States. I will try and put this YouTube video on the LipoLite Naples YouTube site. He was interviewed by Dr. Mercola, a natural practicing physician, and I'll try and get that up later today or tomorrow. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, I told you a year ago that low-fat diets were making us fat because we replaced the healthy fats with unhealthy trans fats and sugar and carbohydrates. So Dr. Diamond, you know, he discovered it 15 years ago. He was gaining weight on this low-fat diet. And guess what? He went for a physical and found that his triglycerides, which should be below 150 and preferably below 100, were 750. His good cholesterol, the HDL, that should be 40 or 50. His was 20 or 25. So the combination of hydric triglycerides and a very low HDL put him at a 15 times greater risk of having a heart attack than somebody with optimal numbers. So he thought it was an anomalous attack. He had it redone, and the numbers were the same six months later. He was he didn't know a thing about nutrition. He was following the American Heart Association guidelines for a low-fat diet, uh, and he was sucked into the belief that cholesterol clogs your arteries. And he, then he found out this was completely wrong, as we've been talking about here on Rejuvenation Health Radio and the Dr. Ron Wellness Hour. So he exercised and followed the American Heart Recommended Low-Fat Diet for five years. And his, his HDL, his triglycerides, remained the same. And guess what? Making matters worse, he gained another five pounds. So uh, doctor sat him down and said, you know, we've tried everything that I know what to do. Uh, you've exercised. You've been on a low-fat diet. Uh, let's start you on drugs. And he recommended fish oil, niacin, and a statin. So Dr. Diamond, being a scientist, uh, started to do some research on triglycerides. And his doctor had diagnosed him with familial hypertriglyceridemia. That's a genetic disorder, ladies and gentlemen. But he still wanted to do some more research. And he found out that triglycerides are primarily produced from excess carbohydrates, particularly glucose and fructose. As far as HDL levels, there's an association of uh, low LDL levels in people who have high blood sugars. So, wow, the diet he had been following was the, the diet that caused his numbers to be high and causing all of our numbers to be high. So there's an obvious connection uh, of carbohydrates in the diet to triglycerides and HDL, good cholesterol. And that's when he had his epiphany about cholesterol, diet, and heart disease. So he figured out at that point what he needed to do was not to avoid fat, but avoid carbohydrates. Well, his doctor told him when he heard about his plan, he says, you're going to make a bad situation worse. 
uh, going on an Atkins diet, uh, you're, pro you're probably going to die of heart disease. Nevertheless, from a few studies that he read, it was now, uh, at first, it then became thousands of studies, and he learned of the linkage between carbohydrate consumption and elevated blood sugar. So, you know, everything is upside down now. I mean, this is, these are things that we talked about 20, 30 years ago, but when the uh, statin drugs uh, were developed, uh, the drug companies picked uh, their fight and uh, cherry-picked the uh, literature so that they got it to look like statins were necessary. So, you know, before Dr. Diamond became re-educated, he really believed that cholesterol causes your arteries and that cholesterol causes heart attacks. You know what? It's, it was, it's part of the of, uh, medical education. But he discovered this was all wrong. He discovered your liver, to a great extent, actually controls the level of cholesterol in your blood. And while people with heart disease have cholesterol clogging their arteries, it's not the consumption of cholesterol that causes it to accumulate there. Clogged arteries are caused by inflammation in the arterial wall, and your body attempts to protect itself by packing cholesterol there. Wow, this is something alternative medicine physicians have been saying for years, that inflammation is, and or a low-grade infection, which causes inflammation, is a cause of atherosclerosis. So the question is, what causes the inflammation in the arterial wall? So what factors in your diet could cause this? Well, sugar, trans fats, oxidized cholesterol. Again, that's what you get when you heat partially hydrogenated vegetable oils. So if you have a vegetable oil that's not high, that's, that is partially hydrogenated, which means it has extra bonds, Oxygen attaches to those bonds, and the oil then changes into a oxidized form, a, a radical, free radical, which then causes the inflammation. Now, he had to discover this on, our own, on his own, but those of us in the alternative medical field have known this for years. He learned about coconut oil and its healthy effects. And he found that for elderly people over 60 years of age, a high cholesterol is associated with better health and greater longevity. And this completely surprises people, but people 65 years of age with a total cholesterol of 300 will live longer than someone whose cholesterol is below 200, Dr. Diamond says. Wow. Does that... Uh, you don't think you're going to hear about too, that too much on uh, uh, the public uh, news channels. You will hear it here on uh, the Dr. Ron Wellness Hour and Rejuvenation South Radio, but you're not going to hear that outside of here. A trial published in 1965 tested that hypothesis by giving men diagnosed with heart disease a couple of tablespoons of corn oil each day. Their health outcomes were then compared to men with heart disease who did not receive the corn oil. After three years, the results were absolutely crystal clear. The men who consumed the corn oil had lower cholesterol. But get, the, get this, get this, twice as many heart attacks and deaths from heart disease compared to the group that basically ate what they wanted. 
Did you get that? The men who consume corn oil, which we were told for years was better than olive oil and coconut oil, had lower cholesterol, but twice as many heart attacks and deaths from heart disease. The Dr. Diamond said this should have stopped any kind of belief that lowering cholesterol is good for you. And the paper explicitly stated that people with heart disease should not consume corn oil. And yet, the American Heart Association still recommends corn oil to people. Why? Two reasons. It lowers your cholesterol, and two, the corn oil industry is a sponsor of the American Heart Association. So who is it that always advises us, follow the money? The doctors are misinformed about nutrition for a reason. Well, I want to go, we'll get back to that point in a a bit, but let's just reiterate something that I told you about a couple weeks ago. It's the difference between absolute versus relative risk. So Dr. Diamond recently published a paper together with Dr. Raskovoff, and in it they highlight the deceptive use of absolute risk versus relative risk in medical research. And as I told you, there's a massive difference in the two, and it's easy to get confused. Specifically, Dr. Diamond emphasized that the way statin researchers have been presented their data has been deceptive. So this absolute risk versus relative risk goes back to a paper published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, those in the field call it JAMA, in 1984. That was before the statin error. The drug was cholesteramine. And those of us that were old enough, uh, including some of my colleagues from my class of 50 years ago, remember this drug. It's a bile acid, acid sequestrant. It can lower your cholesterol dramatically. The men with the highest cholesterol levels average about 290. They were put on this drug versus a placebo. Now, seven years later and $100 million being spent, you had almost no incidence of heart disease, and 95% of the men had absolutely no adverse effects. So the first issue was, is a high cholesterol unhealthy? The answer from this study is it is not. But something funny goes on now when you had drug companies supporting this cholesterol view, we'll call it, or people who have a goal that is not purely scientific. So a typical heart disease study might last two or three years, and in that time, perhaps 2% of the people in the placebo or the, you know, like the sugar-coated group will have a heart attack. So two or three years, 2% have a heart attack. The actual incidence of heart attack is then 2%. In the group receiving the actual drug being studied, perhaps 1% of people will have a heart attack. The difference between the placebo group and the treatment group is 1%. Placebo, 2%. Treated group, 1%. That is the absolute risk reduction. An absolute risk reduction of 1% means you need to treat 100 people to prevent the incidence of heart attack in just one person. Everybody with me? Where where people start playing games is in what's called relative risk. When people publish these studies and they talk to the media, they don't want to say that they have a 1% reduction in heart attacks. That doesn't sell the drugs very well. The difference, they say, is going from the 
from two heart attacks in the placebo group to one heart attack in the treatment group, and that difference is what? 50% using one heart attack in one person out of 100 using relative risk reduction, you now can say that you have reduced heart attacks by 50%. Does everyone get that? That was the primary point of his paper about this deceptive practice that is misleading physicians and people all over the United States into using drugs. It's a statistical aberration. It's misleading because people don't know that you're talking about the incidence of an adverse event over two groups expressed as a ratio. People assume that 50% means 50 people out of 100. So Dr. Diamond has been told by by uh, people reading his paper that taking a, uh, that we're taking a statin that when they see numbers like 30, 40 or 50% reduction, they feel immune from getting a heart attack. But when he explains to them that basically you feel lucky that you're going to be that one out of 100 that'll have one less heart attack, then they don't feel so emboldened. So uh, he's gotten a lot of people because of this paper and because of his proactive speaking to stop taking statin drugs. Now I'm going to stop talking a little bit. Just know that a lot of... Lot of uh, Patients drop out that have side effects, and when they do, of course, they're not counted in the study, so you're, you're left with the people that don't have many side effects, and that's another way the drug companies uh, deceive us. And of course, you know, if you're just listening to uh, Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron, you know that statins raise your risk of diabetes, which is what? A risk factor for heart disease and all causes of death. Well, again, uh, that's probably the the risk that we see is probably lower because of the way the statistics are arranged by the drug companies. So, ladies and gentlemen, beware of these next generation of lower, as we just talked, uh, lower uh, uh, cholesterol-lowering drugs have to be injected. Uh, they're dangerous to your health. <coughs> So 25%, one in four of Americans over the age of 40 are taking statins. If you're not taking a statin, congratulations. But it's almost guaranteed that someone you know is on this drug. Please take control of your health. Uh, Even PhDs need to do their own research when it comes to their health. No one is immune to well-meaning but misguided advice from their doctors. So you you get information from this show. Not, not always advice, but you get information. Well, we are headed in here to uh, close to 45 minutes into the show. I'm sort of losing my voice here tonight. Uh, I don't see anybody with any questions, so we're going to start wrapping it up. Just want you to know that you can hear us again, Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron, uh, on Thursdays at 1 o'clock. And between my son and myself, we have over 70 years of medical experience. And we are going to be doing something totally exciting in Naples, Florida. Uh, I think uh, we will be a teaching center for this new device. Uh, I just can't tell you more than that right now because we're just trying to get everything in place. But this year is going to change people's lives. 
in a short period of time and very affordable. That was one of our goals. Uh, we just have to get the word out, and we'll let you know, and you can spread the word. And uh, I think uh, it's it's very, very unique, again, with our philosophy of being non-invasive uh, and no lost time and no side effects. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron at the Dr. Ron Wellness Hour. I really thank you for listening. We're going to call it a, a show right now. Uh, and hope to see you uh, Thursday at 1 o'clock. Have a great rest of the week. Well, we're supposed to have some music ending the show, but it's not working, so... Rejuvenation Health Radio here on talkradio.com See you next week Ciao